Welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast with Clark Van Deventer. I'm Monica, and we're excited to have the opportunity to help you raise more money for your nonprofit than you ever thought possible by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors. This podcast is designed to get you thinking, to challenge you, to inspire you, and to give you some practical tools that you can use right now in your work as a fundraiser. If you hear something that you'd like to learn more about, or if Clark mentions a resource you'd like to get your hands on, just email me. My email address is monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. We offer a variety of services to nonprofits and development professionals, from DIY, that's do-it-yourself, to DWY, done with you, to DFY, that's done for you. To learn more, just email me at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right, without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope you're having a great day and enjoying your lockdown. All right, wherever you are, whatever this looks like for you, hang in there. All right, I've, I've been discouraged at times, right? Like I I talked early on in the lockdown about like leaning in, right? There are some things that we can't do right now, but the things that we can do, we can do with greater intensity. That was how I entered this lockdown, right? And I'm, I'm proud of some of the things that we've done and the opportunities that we've seized, all right? But there's that like optimism, right? There are some things we can't do right now, but the things we can do, we can do with greater intensity. All right, seize the day, right? <sighs> now I'm just like, I'm done. I am so over this. I'm so tired of this. All right, so I'm just being real with you and and saying, I'm like, wherever you're at, like, I feel your pain. All right. So the question is, is this the time to just kind of hunker down and wait it out, right? Like, you're not meeting with donors right now. So what are you doing? Um, is this the time to just like rest and relax so that when, uh, we are no longer locked down, you're able to get out and and have lots of meetings, like, right. Like take some vacation time now, work some short days now because, um, Hey, like in whenever it does open up again, right. You're going to be traveling all the time and you're going to be meeting with all kinds of donors, right. Is that, is that the approach? Well, sort of. All right. Like, yeah, uh, take some downtime right now. Recharge your batteries. All right. But, but if you just take these next weeks or months or however long this is uh, and just kind of wait. All right. And because you are thinking, man, later this year, I want to meet tons of donors. Like if you don't do anything now to pave the way for those donors, for those donor meetings, like you're not going to be successful getting donor meetings in the future. All right. So what I always am talking with clients about is um, like getting ready for the ask. Right. I don't ask for a gift until I know I'm going to get it. Right. I want to feel like I'm going to get this gift. Right. And we make all these moves. We ask all these strategic questions. Right. In order to to pave the way towards a yes. Right. Like, man, I want to feel good going in to ask for that gift. But the first ask we make to a donor is not the ask for the gift. It's the ask for the visit. All right. And so there's all kinds of things we can do to be paving the way 
so that when we ask the donor for the visit, they're more likely to say yes. All right. So if you were to just look at like your list, pull a query for all of your donors in the Bay Area, right? Like you're going to go to the Bay Area, like you're, you're planning your first trip after lockdown. You're like, I'm going to go to the Bay Area. And you pull up a list of your 100 donors in the Bay Area that you want to go meet with. And you're going to go in two weeks and you've done nothing to cultivate these names in preparation for this big ask, the ask for the visit, right? What's the likelihood that you're going to get those visits? So I'm always talking about paving the way for a yes to that ask for the visit, all right? So if you know you're going to go to the Bay Area in a few months, you should be looking at the list now. What are the moves you want to make on that list now so that when you ask for the, for the visit in two months, you're more likely to get a yes. So there, there may be some broad moves that you make on the whole list, right? A couple of letters, right? Some moves, a photo of something that you guys have done in that area recently or a big accomplishment um, in that region or nationally or whatever it is. What are some moves that you can make now to endear this donor to your organization and to you specifically so they'll be more likely to take the meeting when you ask, right? Does that make sense? So you're figuring out who you want to meet with. What are the moves that you can make now to make it more likely that when you ask for the visit, you'll get a yes? This is what you should be spending your time doing right now during lockdown. You can't go meet with donors, right? So what are the moves that you can make now to make it more likely that when the lockdowns do end, when social distancing does end, you can get a yes to these meetings. All right, so who? Who do you want to make these moves on, right? Like maybe you've got thousands of donors or maybe you've got hundreds of donors, right? You've got all these donors. If you only knew which ones were about to be your next major donor, right? So how do you look at a list and figure out who you want to meet with? I'm going to give you some major donor clues now. All right, so let's say you have 100 donors or 1,000 donors or 10,000, whatever the number, you probably know the 10% who are most important to you, right? You better, but who among the other 90% is poised to be your next major donor with just a little cultivation, all right? Your donor roles are like vast acres of diamonds. There are diamonds out there, but you have to know what you're looking for, right? What are the clues? So you're planning a trip to San Francisco. You have five donors you already know who you really want to meet with. All right. Let's say one of those donors is already giving to your organization at a high level. Two are in cultivation, right? You've met with you've met with them. You've identified them as qualified prospects. Two more you know to be major donor prospects but are ducking your calls and won't take a meeting. All right. Like these are the ones that you should be making moves on, right? Special moves, trying to figure out how, how you're going to get a yes when you ask for the gift or ask for the meeting next time around. All right. And those five individuals alone, right? If you wanted to plan a trip to San Diego or to San Francisco, I'd say go for it. Just those five people alone. Go for it. All right. Get on a plane and go. <laughs> All right. But you're driven and you want to be successful, all right? So while these five donors alone would be worth a trip to San Francisco, right? You run a query, discover you have 100 more donors in the whole Bay Area 
Like, who do you want to meet with? All right. Or just like your donor list in general, right? Like forget, forget San Francisco. Let's just look at your full donor list right now. Who are the donors that you should be making those moves on, paving the way, greasing the tracks, <laughs> right? Who do you want to reach out to? All right. So I want you to look at, I want you to pull your donor list right now. And I want you to look for these things. All right. These are things on a donor list. They get my attention. I'm looking at a list of a thousand donors, right? How do I decide which, which names to target, which ones to look at, right? Here are five things to get, that get my attention. All right. Number one, they've given lots of gifts. I don't even care about the amount. Look for the donor who started giving 22 years ago and they've given every year or multiple times a year or, or every month, all right? Whatever the specifics, they've been with you a while. They've given a lot of gifts. There's an affinity. There's a history, all right? So look for donors who have given lots of gifts, all right? Second thing I'm going to look for on any donor list, brand new donors. Like they gave their first gift a week ago or a month ago. All right. How do you like with this brand new donor, give them an unbelievable giving experience right out of the gate? All right. Make those moves now. Someone gives a gift like they gave a gift this week. It's their first gift ever to your organization. Like reach out to them. Make it clear. This is not like a mass email. This is not like uh, uh, like a huge list of thank you calls that you're making. I like to send emails or text messages that are just like clearly like written on my phone, right? So it's just like such a casual contact. All right. Make a make a big impression on, on brand new donors who gave recently, like a week ago. All right. You should be looking at your list, looking at the gifts that come in right now on a daily or weekly basis going, are any of these first time gifts, right? How do I blow this donor away right now? All right, number three, high dollar direct mail donors. All right, they've never had any personal contact with the organization and they've, they're already giving at a high level. All right, high being defined by the organization. For some organizations, 100 bucks would be uh, a big first time gift or a big gift that you've gotten without any personal interaction. Other organizations, that number is going to be higher. All right, the fourth thing is jumpers, right? People who, are, who give more than they've typically given. So this is a a donor who, who typically gives a hundred bucks and they just jumped up to 500 bucks, right? If someone jumps, something changed, either their financial situation changed or the way they view the organization changed. Either way, I want to, I want to make sure, I want to make sure they notice that, that we, I want to make sure they know we notice they gave more, right? Like if someone always gives a hundred bucks and they give 500 and no one points, like no one says, like, thank you for your extra measure of generosity. We noticed you gave more, right? Why would I ever be motivated to give more again? If I give more, I should know that it matters, that you noticed. All right. So look for the jumpers. And then this the the fifth thing is just like look at the right neighborhoods. All right. Like if you're trying to figure out what donors you should be making moves on and cultivating now, you're looking for new names, right? To cultivate for the future. Just look at the right neighborhoods. Um, if you are an organization based in in the Bay Area, right? Like you know where the 
concentration concentrations of wealth are. You know where, like, sure people live, people have money everywhere. There's the millionaire next door, right? But just focus on the neighborhoods where people tend to have more wealth. All right, in San Diego, I'm going to look at La Jolla. I'm going to look at Rancho Santa Fe, right? Santa Barbara. I'm going to look at Montecito or anyone who has a an address in Hope Ranch, right? Whatever it is, you you know in your town what that neighborhood is. All right, so go to the right neighborhoods. All right, so these these five things. Look at these right now. All right, begin making moves on these people right now. All right, this isn't going to save your organization today. All right, it's not going to save your organization next month, but you'll be setting yourself up for long term success. All right, if I can help you through this process. Shoot me an email, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I wanted to take just a moment to tell you about the Major Gifts Fundraiser Masterclass and why it works. When Clark was getting started in his career, he went to some great seminars and received some amazing training as a fundraiser. His organization got a huge return on their investment because he helped them raise a lot of money. Maybe you've gone to some professional development seminars. You're in a big conference room or banquet hall for two or three days, hearing lots of good ideas and lots of good content. It's all great stuff, but there's so much. The problem with a seminar like this is it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hose. At best, you go home with two to three actionable ideas. Plus, it's not really tailored towards your organization or you. There are a lot of organizations in the room. So while the theory is good, it's hard to apply it to your exact situation. The Major Gifts Fundraiser Masterclass gives you access to the very best development training, but you do it online, in your office, or in your car while you're driving. And it's broken up into individual modules that build on each other. You listen at your own pace. You stop and rewind if you need to. So rather than 24 hours of content in one blast that hopefully you can actually absorb after a bad night's sleep in a loud hotel and a long day of travel, you listen on your own schedule. Instead of going home and trying to figure out what to do next, you get an hour of live training with Clark. No guesswork about how to apply these proven concepts. Clark will get to know you, know your organization, and your exact situation and help guide you on this journey. The final step is where the masterclass becomes extremely practical. Each module includes challenge questions, action steps, additional resources, and they're all pertinent to your exact situation and the training you just received. So instead of talking about concepts, you'll actually be implementing them week by week. Module by module, you'll level up your fundraising. The masterclass gives you the confidence of knowing that you are spending your limited time doing the most important things. You'll have a system that allows you to track your development activities and report to your board or your boss using metrics instead of just dollars raised. This is an amazing program with the best training in the nonprofit development and major gifts fundraising. It's not just a pro program to get you thinking, but we actually get you doing, doing good development work, doing the things that matter. So to learn more about the masterclass, just go to majorgiftsfundraiser.com or email me at monica, M-O-N-I-C-A at majorgifts, 
fundraiser.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.